This episode in St. John Bosco's life is about a strange supernatural phenomenon that occurred at night in his oratory school for boys. It was a sign from the Blessed Mother that involved an earthquake, gusty winds, and a mysterious ball of fire. We'll learn what it meant in this episode of The Miracles and Prophecies of St. John Bosco, a project of American Needs Fatima. I'm your host, Matthew Miller. In all his works, Don Bosco sought only the glory of God and the good of souls. Therefore, it shouldn't seem strange that the Blessed Virgin helped him in person to fulfill his duties and watch over the oratory boys, as today's story would indicate. For no reasonable man can deny that there is communication with the supernatural world, for supernatural phenomena has been seen in great quantity over the ages and is ensconced in historical record. However, unbiased critics are free to examine, discuss, and accept or reject them. Accordingly, I leave it to you now to judge what we shall expound upon, but I ask you to note that this event from the life of St. John Bosco and his words during the year 1862 were witnessed by 500 pupils, priests, clerics, and other oratory residents. Father Bonetti thus narrates in his chronicle, Thursday, January 9, 1862, at about 9 p.m., three young men, Valania, Scioli, and Finelli, had gone to bed early in their St. Aloysius dormitory, located in the new wing of the house. While they were chatting, engaging in objectionable talk, instead of coming with the others to the common prayers, they heard a tremor similar to an earthquake and then a whistling of a gusty wind approaching. And behold, at a window of their dormitory on the outer sill, there appeared a fiery globe. Although the window was closed, the fireball entered through it with some noise, passed over the boys' heads, and traveled through the room from one end to the other. Then, stopping in the middle, the globe divided and spread in so many flames over the whole extent of the room that it remained for an instant entirely illuminated, even in every corner. At the same time, they heard a noise, almost like the footsteps of a man walking. After a few moments, the light again turned into a globe, went back out the same window, leaving those three youngsters so frightened that they hid under their blankets as soon as they could catch their breath. Such an extraordinary occurrence could not remain hidden. Valania told me about it, assuring me the truth of the episode that did not put him in an honorable light. The news spread like lightning, and rumors were rife. Father Rua and Father Savio had seen that same vivid and sparkling light as they were leaving a school, but they thought it was their imagination. The seminarian, Pravida, also saw it from behind the house on the terrace near the window as it appeared at about seven feet above his head. As he watched, it burst forth with a great shower of sparks, and after a last and supreme flash, he found himself enveloped in dense darkness. Others said that they saw a fireball over Don Bosco's room as well. On Sunday evening, January 12th, Don Bosco described and explained the fireball event in its minutest details to all the gathered students and artisans. He said, This is how it happened. Those who saw it are here and can confirm that it was as I described. I will add that the fiery glob passed from the dormitory into another room and disclosed an unbecoming conversation in that wing. 
A little while later, Father Rua, Father Savio, and Father Provera also saw it. There has been much talk about this fireball over the last few days. Many ask, what was it? Is it perhaps the soul of Martano that needs our prayers? Others asked, was it perhaps a meteorite or falling star? Forget all these questions. I can tell you what it really was. Mind you that in this oratory, there are hardened hearts that resist God's grace. They have called the Lord's wrath upon themselves and risk severe punishment. Mary Most Holy, who has always protected this house, held back these punishments with the sensible sign we have seen, mercifully limiting herself to warn those hardened hearts. I assure you that I weep with sorrow when thinking about your spiritual state. How heartbreaking it is to see people so indifferent and neglectful of their souls after receiving so many favors from heaven. If they do not decide this time to break at once with sin and surrender to the Lord, they may never again have such grace to convert. Let me give them a piece of advice. If they don't want to give up sin, let them leave this house soon, for I can't be responsible for what may happen to them. Let them think hard about it. Some need to make general confessions. Others have long withheld sins in confession. Others have things to straighten out, but keep postponing it. These have good reasons to fear, but those with a clean conscience have nothing to fear. I can assure them that no harm will befall us, for we have Mary Most Holy's protection. You need not fear any noise or light if you're in the grace of God. A short time ago, your consciences faced instant scrutiny, but none of you noticed it. To the good, this must be of great comfort and a pledge of their salvation. However, it should provide the carefree with an occasion for serious reflection. Today, one of you said, I want to leave this house. I don't want to be around these weird events happening. My dear young man, when the hand of God wants to draw us to him, will it not find us in any corner of the earth? David says, If he ascends into heaven upon the stars, thou art there. If I descend under the earth into hell, there I will find thee. If I put wings and fly to the furthest most parts of the seas, even thence thou shalt lead me back and hold me with thy right hand. Psalm 138, verse 8 through 10. Now let you all pray to our Lord and our Lady to grant us all the graces necessary for our souls. I will pray to her for the good of my soul and yours. Now go to bed and sleep well. As he had finished speaking, young Valania approached me, Father Bonetti, assuring me that Don Bosco's account corresponded exactly to what he had seen in the dormitory. Many commented on that psalm. A short time later, your consciences were provoked, but no one noticed it. They thought it alluded to the notes that had been distributed a few days before. The gifts from Our Lady that defined each young man according to his moral state, and the globe had the same end. This is how the young men thought as they bid Don Bosco good night. After the pupils went to bed, many clerics and others gathered around Don Bosco to ask him some questions. Among other things, they asked him to explain what he meant when he said that the fiery globe then passed elsewhere and made known that others were having bad conversations there. Don Bosco evaded the issue 
and indicated that the globe had passed by his room, and he learned many other things through it. He told us how Our Lady usually appears on this earth. He gave us a taste of his profound theological knowledge by explaining, as simply as he could in human terms, the intuitive vision of God, whereby the saints, looking at God as in a mirror, see the whole past, present, future, and all points of the universe within the limits he sets for them. They can see all the places and be present there. He went on to say that when Our Lady wants us to be in some particular place, she has only to make an act of the will to really be there. And for the most part, she appears dressed according to local customs. At other times, she makes her presence felt through some symbol. We were amazed to hear him speak so well and with such ease about mystical things. Someone asked if he had already experienced and enjoyed such visions. He replied he had learned this from books. Since these books spoke of speculative things and were more suitable to those wishing to lead a contemplative life, Father Rua asked if any young oratory boys might appreciate them. Don Bosco said, smiling, that he was overly curious, adding, Those who could read these books and understand them do not believe themselves so gifted. Woe to them if they did, as God would allow them to be humbled. They also asked him how to avoid falls and persevere in virtue. We must do all we can, he answered. Consider ourselves as nothing before the Lord and be convinced that, without his help, we can do nothing but sin. The appearance of that fiery globe produced many incalculable benefits to those young people. Many who were remiss made a general confession and decided to frequent the sacraments. The same evening, they vied with one another to obtain a medal to wear around their necks. The good boys grew in perseverance and fervor. The bad boys resolved to amend their lives and did so. Thank you all so much for watching, and if you'd like to hear about how Don Bosco fell from a horse and what God was trying to tell him through that incident, please click on the video I've put on the screen. And there are new episodes on this channel every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. God bless you, and Our Lady keep you.